In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, I share my concern with Javelin referees' safety. Bill and I clean up up an Adam and you don't know me from Adam confusion. And we dip into the co-video mailbag and take an audio question from Damien, who asks, how do I unseat an underperforming competitive incumbent? Hey, welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training po- uh, podcast. I'm Bill Kasky, one of your hosts. I'm Brian Neal. <laughs> so welcome back. For those of you who are new, I know we have a lot of new listeners. We've watched our numbers over the last few months, and they go up, and we're just assuming yes. that it's uh, new people. So we release a new episode every Monday. Uh, Brian and I have been doing this now for 700-plus episodes. And we're it's not, amazing. We're not quite tired of each other yet. Although <laughs> we're getting good. closer. No, we're good. Uh, and we batch these. We we sometimes come together and do a couple at one time. Sometimes one at one time. We try to stay uh, current with content. Yeah. And we hear from our listeners a lot. So if you have not emailed us or sent us some kind of a recorded audio, you can. Uh, record it on your phone. We've got one today who, incidentally, he did a great job on audio. Wonderful job on the audio. And you can just send it to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. And if you don't mind, we'll play it for you. And we'll use your first name, your last name. We'll give out addresses. We'll do anything or we'll do nothing. That's great. Or we won't even play it. It's amazing. We've been doing this a long time. It's a lot of episodes. It's really happy. 14 this years. This is our 14th year. really, really great. Uh, so this is a unique thing. So um, my football season started this past week. Get going on in the th- these things they call OTAs where you go out and you ref practice and you get back in the groove. You're taking yeah. rules tests. I'm getting back in the groove. And I was uh, away for the weekend fishing with my son, and we were watching a track meet that was live. It was the NCAA national track meet. And we're watching the field events, and we're watching the javelin throw. And I got to thinking, I wonder if anyone's ever gotten hit by a javelin in the competition. And I Googled that, and guess what? Probably, there's probably, yeah, there's a some, whole lot of video yeah. of judges, so the really? referees, the refs of the javelin, running out they to get a good to spot yeah. and uh, getting speared in the arm. I'm trying not to laugh at these guys. When you see, oh. like, here's a picture of one. I'm showing you this. Yeah, but you see, see this guy, this judge, is yeah. coming in to get a nice spot, oh right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's getting speared oh, right in the God. shoulder. And I'm thinking... You, is he turning to I run? I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking you're a javelin judge. You kind of know what's going on here, don't you? Shouldn't you kind of stay back, back in the 600 feet range, knowing that they throw about three? Yeah, Once it's in the ground, yeah. then you can come running up to get the yeah, spot. You don't need to. No, it, it's not an yeah. instantaneous thing. You're not no. trying to you know, see if the guy toe-tapped for a catch in the end zone. It's maybe, they get, maybe the referees get judged, though, <laughs> as to how quick they get out get there on, to get it out get of on the ground. Get on the javelin spot? Yeah. I don't know. But if we have any javelin judges that are listening, oh. I would love to, to riff on that a little bit from an officiating standpoint. I just feel you know bad for these guys on one hand. On the other hand, I'm like, what What are you thinking, dude? Like, stay back. It's a javelin. It's a spear, <laughs> it's a, a pointy spear <laughs> coming at you spear. at 25 miles an hour, mm. 300 feet. It's just crazy. Yeah, that's funny. It's just I'll, have to check, I'll check that out. We'll so see if, if we can put Google, that on the website. Uh, yeah, if you just Google uh, uh, crazy javelin throw accidents, uh, you'll see good. that. Right there, Very so. funny. Okay, back to the listener. Mm-hmm. CoVideo mailbag. By the way, if you haven't done so already, go check out our friends at CoVideo, advancedsellingpodcast.com slash CoVideo, C-O-V-I-D-E-O. They sponsor our little mailbag here. And this is an audio question today from our mailbag. So before we get to Damian, Brian, I want to know this. I want to know if our listeners are frustrated by leaky sales funnels with prospects falling through the cracks 
in deals that don't close. Is any? It's a lot of leaky and cracks. That's there. a leaky, cracky yeah. deal. That's a not. But a it happens deal. all the time. I mean, you're in, in the business you and I are in. We hear that a lot. What happened? What happened to that one? Why didn't we close that one? Mm-hmm. Well, Outreach.io, the leading sales engagement platform, supports sales representatives and managers by making it simple to humanize and personalize communication at scale, automating the soul-sucking, leak-cracking manual work and dramatically increasing the productivity and efficiency of all teams. You can check them out at outreach.io slash ASP to chat with them. And also, you can download there a free copy of their new book called The Book on Sales Engagement. Aptly named. Mm -hmm. And for listeners of uh, the Advanced Selling Podcast, once again, outreach.io slash ASP. Sales engagement is huge today. So get they wrote the book on it. So make sure you go download that and uh, set up a time to chat with them. Love it. So we're going to take a listen to Damien's question and then give you a few comments and tips on how to handle the situation. Hi, Bill and Brian. Uh, my name is Damien. I'm a really big fan of everything that you guys do. I'm an avid listener of the podcast. I follow you guys on social media and over the years have extracted just a ton of great tips, tricks, and advice from the content that you deliver. I'm a territory manager at a leading software company. To give you some context as to the industry that we play in, our products are deployed at the data center level within an organization. I'm currently tasked with displacing an incumbent player at a large state government. While I'm a newcomer to the company, I've been here for about seven months. I'm certainly mindful of the previous attempts that my predecessors have made to prove value in this account. They've run technical trial processes, proof of concepts, made cost proposals, and more. The incumbent solution is very problematic and, quite frankly, is a pain in the you-know-what for the operations folks that are tasked with using it. Um, This is validated. I've heard this firsthand from a number of the employees of the organization, and I would estimate that we probably have around 20 champions at the company that have used our product in a pastime and truly do love the product. I want to get our next attempt right with this organization, and with that, I wanted to ask you guys how I can leverage the champions and the rapport and the buy-in that we have uh, at the organization to help me build a business case to the executive decision makers and the budget holders at the organization. Um, you know, I look forward to your thoughts and advice, and again, thank you so much for everything that you guys do. Uh, great audio, Julian. Gosh dang it. Are you serious? Leave that in there. I'm sorry, guys. You know, when you come with these uh, romance. Too much fishing. Yeah, Damien and Julian. Too much javelin catching. Telling you what. Did you get speared in the head? (laughs) That would be bad, wouldn't it? Mm. Just getting hit with a javelin in general would be bad. (laughs) You drop the thing in your toe, it's The video you showed me, it looked like it was coming (laughs) in the back. Oh, man. He lost something, some blood. Anyway, uh, we focus. So, uh, thanks, Damien. (laughs) Right? Good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Getting the listeners right yeah, here. You're good. Uh, good audio, good really point. well articulated yep. Uh, yep. question here. We, we, we love the, not just the good audio, but the well articulated question we love. So this is great. Uh, this is a really good, complicated uh, situation because I heard lots of things that make me cringe. I heard, uh, you know, incumbent, incumbent problems, lots of people involved in a process, got to go up to pr- procurement, it sounds like, and it's a state deal. You say it's a state government. <laughs> Did you deal? get sick to your stomach on when that you're one? I'm like, about ah. <clears throat> yeah. those, are, those are rough. So this is a good one. We we love the hard questions here, Damien. Thank you very much. It's Damien, right? <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Well, uh, yeah. So ideas. so the last time 
uh, last week we talked about making sure the question that was being asked was the right question. I mean, it really feels like this is. It this feels is, like yeah. you know he's looking for a way. He's looking for a journey or a path to find to get in front of the right people here to use the twenty some odd uh, folks who like him and who are also in pain with the current incumbent. Yes, and he's wondering what his path is here. So I, th- I first off, I think that's uh, good. Um, the first thing that, that jumped to my mind was the heavy lifting part. Mm. And what I mean by that is if Brian, I'm sure that you have trained sales teams before where the sales team comes in, you get hired, you're presented with a territory and a book of customers and they say, here you go, Brian, go at it, all the best. There's no marketing support, there's no branding, there's no LinkedIn, there's no advertising, there's nothing. It's all the heavy lifting is on the salesperson to do. Yes, yes, very good. And it feels to me like here, and of course we don't know the details, They they may have a lot of help from marketing, but it seems like, uh, Damien, you need to figure out how you can build this brand of your company quickly mm. in the eyes and ears of the people that you're trying to reach. Because if if you go in as yet another vendor who has, and, and the 20 people down below me, if I'm an executive and, and they're all chirping away, chirping away, saying, you got you to gotta change, I hate this, we've got too much pain. If you don't have a brand to help pull you through, uh, and, and but it could be something simple like you know shooting shooting a series of videos on on the kinds of problems that you know people have and specifically the kinds of problems you know this company yeah, has right. uh, and then forward those videos or somehow get those in the hands of the people you can literally do that on linkedin just by either tagging people or advertising to them but it seems like there needs to be some kind of brand support. It's like air cover. It's like yeah. something goes in prior so that when you get there, they've watched a couple of your videos. They start to get a sense of who you are because you've been in the business seven months. They don't know you from Adam. Yeah, right. And you probably are maybe even a little uncomfortable shooting a video, but maybe it's you interviewing somebody inside the company, a technical resource. Sounds like you got some of those. So I would think about this, not just from what do I need to say to get in front of executives, but how do I rapidly build a brand uh, and some content around what I'm trying to get across the message so that they can consume some of that. So when you get there, you're, it's almost like the, the the train has left the station and you're just helping it along. Yes. A lot of metaphors in there. Adam, train Creaky leaving leaky. the station. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to think the saying, don't know you from Adam, was A-T-O-M. And I never knew that it was a name, Adam. And I'm assuming, is it from Adam and Eve? Is that where that saying comes from? I don't know you from Adam. I don't know, up. but you right. know, that's weird you would say that because I used to I used to think when somebody says up and Adam, I thought it was Adam, A D A M. Seriously. That's it great. was only like five years ago in my mid fifties I realized right. no at them. Get at them. Get yeah. at them. That's so funny. Up and, and Adam. I, and who, I, who's I was Adam? Like, I don't know you from Adam. And I thought, well, nobody knows an Adam because you can't see it. Like it no, makes it total very sense, small, right? It's very, very tiny. Very tiny. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to Call on Doug Drozden. Haven't heard from fact checker Doug in a long time. Well, we haven't given him an assignment in a while. (laughs) Tell us where the saying, uh, uh, you don't know him from Adam, comes from, please, Doug. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, I got real tactical on this one. Uh, That's a great piece of advice, by the way. It's hard to describe. Man, but it's so important. 
That's what he needs to do. I mean, well, that alone. It's the podcast. When someone hears the totally podcast, going, they hear ah, a lot of versions, yeah. of, a lot of episodes, and they call us like this company, yeah. uh, Southern Indiana, did a couple yeah. of weeks ago. I said, look, we've listened to you. We're having a sales meeting. We didn't, I didn't have to, and you don't, you have to try, you know, to, yeah. you know, well, let's come up with a script. It's like, we've listened to you. They we know, know what you want. And yes. So the branding. Yeah, Absolutely. Sorry. It's there. Yeah, that's great advice. So I'm going to go, this is more on the sales tactic advice, uh, and it's kind of all, my three th- suggestions are really combined here. So the first thing, you, you mentioned there was a team. Damien said he's got a team of people that are really for him and that the incumbent system is real clunky and a pain in the you-know-what, he said. Well, so let's first start with the team that you've got inside, and let's start to identify them into different roles. And I've written down three roles here for you to identify them. One role is the connector. So as one person on that team, someone who can connect you through the organization, they just kind of know everyone. They'll walk you down the hall. They'll make an introduction for you. Not everyone will do that, and some will. You need to find your connectors. Uh, that's great out of Malcolm Gladwell's book, uh, Outliers. Is that no? Uh, tr- tr- uh, tipping Point, tipping sorry. Point. From Tipping yeah. Point, you'll see a whole uh, paragraph or a whole uh, chapter about this. Um, next one is the messenger. So the connector gets you there. Who's carrying your message within the client organization? It's got to be the person who can articulate your value the best to the other people who you may be arm's length from. And especially in these state deals I get sometimes, you're not even allowed like legally to be right. involved to, with right. whomever. Um, and then the last one I wrote down is the closer, who's a GSD person to get stuff done. You can replace stuff with whatever you want. Um, but who's the closer? Who's the person that's going to get the thing done, get the contract in signed of in that group of 20? And just use those as role identifiers to help you navigate that team and help help form that team versus looking at the whole team like, okay, let's all just go. Let, put them together like that. Okay, you're the connector. You're going to get us to such and such and these people. You're the messenger. You're going to be the best one articulating value. Yeah. And then you're the closer. And it could be the same person, but oftentimes they're different. So I've been in one. a group of uh, – I told you this before we started. I think in a group of 20 people who work for the state and who work in uh, pro- probably in project management or tech data – yeah. There's probably only one or two who you could find, you, but you probably doesn't take a lot of trouble to figure out who those are either. No. So I like your idea of filtering so that then, you know what, Bob, Bob Smith, Bob Smith, Carol, you know what, I'm going to call Carol and Bob today and see if they want to team yeah. up and I can help them. Yeah, absolutely. That's yes. good. That's really good. Yep. Uh, I had two other things here written down, kind of the same two different sides of the coin. One is document and one is denominate. Oh, uh, denominate, the like that. <laughs> And so when a, a group of 20 people has problems, he said the current solution is problematic, okay, so what? I mean, is this documented? Is there an assessment? Yeah. Is there a survey? Is there any kind of documentation where we've documented, use that word three times in one sentence, <laughs> it's not good, <laughs> we do that sentence, um, where we actually document the situations that have happened, that have occurred, the, the problem and the impact that those things have had on, this, on the state or on the uh, business itself, and then can we denominate them? Can we, at, can we convert it to dollars? Can we say yeah. these 10 problems here led us to have to uh, open up a new thing or, or it cost us $30,000 in extra overtime or whatever the, those denominations are? Yeah. Only then right. can your connector, messenger, or the get stuff done person take this and rework it and craft it and go in and deliver it. Yeah, that's really Because great. a lot of times we will, I think we, we sales professionals, we let this messenger or this get stuff done person craft that on their own. You can't do it. No. That's not their business. No. They don't do that. You do that. We yep. have to do that for them. That's great. Damien, you're getting a lot of good stuff here, man, on this question. I'm telling you, this is good. 
I'm going to add on now to Bill's deal and take it to the next level out. And that is you then need to rehearse and practice. You have to do that with these people. You're playing sales manager, sales coach with this team now. And you're taking Bill says, okay, get all the denomination, get the story down. You can't just like do that and say, okay, let me know how it goes. You really need to think about this. And, and people get real uncomfortable and awkward. So you don't have to say, hey, let's role play it because that makes people squirm. But you can say, hey, let's just flip through the slides as you're sitting talking to Bill. Um, just kind of take me through what you're thinking about, how you're going to position this. And it'll yeah. come out. Right, you don't have to put people on the spot with a role play. You can, but sometimes people squirm. So next level down, say let's t- just talk through it. So just take me through kind of maybe the slide deck we put together and how you're going to articulate this to him. I just would love to hear it and and, and take it in, process a little bit. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, I'm going to tell him da da da. I'm like, good, that sounds good. Or he might go, hmm, you know what? In that place, I would replace this with that. Yeah. And he coach and rehearse. That is so good. Got to. That's so true. Got to. I mean, I did an exercise with one of my clients the other day where I asked them to audio record their, if somebody, if they walked into a client and said, uh, and this client said, hey, well, or prospect said, tell me what you do, Brian. Yeah. What would you say? And I asked yeah. them to record what they would say, send it to me. I had it transcribed and it's cringeworthy. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, not that they weren't saying the right things, no, but it, it doesn't flow. It didn't, the, these things didn't start properly. There was no upfront agreement as yeah. we talk about. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of little tiny details in a thing like this that matter. Yes. That if you're not there to coach them through, they will not pay attention to them. And then they'll end up coming back to you and say, ah, they, they don't want to spend the money right now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Is that good? Bring us in, baby. It's good, man. Bring us in. Uh, listener advanced selling podcast.com little tagline says bring us uh, come see us yep. put it in there uh, just went up to uh, speak to a group in Cleveland podcast listeners up there just Good. so great to meet the podcast Good. listeners live and it's just great for both of us we really love it so uh, if you're a salesperson send it up the line to your sales manager or whoever organizes the event and if you're a sales VP and you want to have a, a very unique experience the clients that have brought us in would say that was the best they say that. They just do. They say it to the, us. They, they do. Don't they say, say that when we leave. Yeah, and, w- and it's funny, too. But they, they whisper. They go, I'm just going to tell you. I've, I've, I had a guy say this. He goes, I've been in this company for almost 30 years. He goes, that's the best presentation we've ever had. Whisper. Whisper. Don't, don't tell anyone now. Because yeah, we want to keep everything normal and average. Anyway, that's it. We'll see you next time. <laughs> see you. Bye.